Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sorry if you can see my vagina. Oh, it's appropriate. Is there a biography down there? Do show us. Uh, on that note, welcome bangers to Banging Book Club. Oh, bangers! I love that. That's what we should call. That makes them sound like patronise their audience to the point where they stop listening because you called them a name. <laughs> it makes them sound like clangers. Or, I don't know how I feel. Sorry, guys. Welcome. This month we're talking about vagina, a biography. By name, Naomi Wolf. By Naomi Wolf, which is a book I've started three times and then told everybody to read, but never finished until this month. Until so this month, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Hannah Whitten. I am Lena Normington. And I am Lisa Moon. Great, and you are you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been my final day of exams, and so we are drinking <gasps> alcohol. The Woo! alcohol. She's graduated. Lucy is graduating. I'm not, I'm not everybody, graduating. Yes. like a spiritual bar mitzvah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like an intellectual bar mitzvah for Lucy Moon. Um, anyway, so, so cracking on with the book. Yeah, we're going to literally crack on or gash on or whatever Ooh, you want to all. But we've, we've heard a lot of violent um, words for the word vagina. We're going to we talk have. about that in a little bit. But I thought I'd riff on that uncomfortably for a little while. Initial yeah. thoughts. Initial, um, mind blown. This book has changed my life, I think. <laughs> wow. Like, I, that's my thoughts. Was reading it, becoming enraged to the point where I'm like, why hasn't everybody read this? And also, like, why, why hasn't anyone ever, told me? Why have I, if this is all true, why has everybody been keeping this from me? Yeah. And are, Oh, but I, I think we know why, because it gives you the answers of why it's been kept secret from us. <sighs> I think the if it's all true is the bit I pick up on here. I believe a lot of it, mm-hmm. and I believe it as someone that can relate it to personal experience, as I'm sure you both can as well. Mm. Yeah. However, and also I think it's important to say that I think the the scientific documentation of these phenomenons are like the reason they haven't reached like mainstream media is obvious as we say that it's not in the interests <laughs> yeah. of the public of the patriarchy <laughs> yeah the it's pa- not in the interest of the patriarchy <laughs> if we ever release Mr. a t-shirt yeah. yay if we ever release a t-shirt that's the slogan yeah. <laughs> not, in the, not in the interest of the, of the patriarchy, patriarchy. <laughs> She takes something and builds on it to a point where it's a little bit speculative. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I think that's right. And so and with then, a lot of stuff, I am learning a lot, but I'm yeah. also very um, 
reluctant to totally buy into everything yeah. she's selling, which is a big, she's making big conclusions. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that she does is she takes some scientific research and it's like, okay, that's true. We get that. And then she speculates around that. And then when she moves on to the next chapter, when she's drawing on the previous one, yeah, she draws true. on previous speculation as fact to speculate. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite volcanic. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's always building up and then it like explodes and you're like, oh yeah. my God, this is so, what? But then you realise it's some speculation based on speculation based on fact. Yes. yes. But then because it correlates with your own experience and then yeah. from meeting you guys who have read it and you mm. it also correlates with yours I'm like well if we all if we're all if it's all so recognisable to us yeah and also like then, anecdotal experience is really important and crucial in this book I find oh, oh yeah. definitely but I thought she did a really good job of like sharing her own opinions and part of her own um experience about making it about her mm, and it is yeah. very grounded in scientific fact but also really incorporates a kind of weird eat pray love yoni side of it which i was very excited the about goddess array. But, um, the goddess array um which i thought was like has um el james read this book because she's always like in um 50 shades of gray she's always like the goddess is speaking to me in my mind Ooh. it's the goddess oh the goddess is telling me to do this very interesting 50 shades i think it's quite volcanic in it like it draws on its own conclusions to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I've made notes chronologically. For the record, um, I had exams. I read 200 pages. So I'll be able to contribute a lot to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the first thing is about destabilizing women's own agency. So there is a lot of implication that after orgasm, there's lots of different hormones and chemicals that are triggered in your brain that enables you to be more like um, like socially fluent, more um, open to new ideas, more, more creative, more confident, mm. more analytical, more assertive. All of the things she points out make you employable and more likely to be promoted. And if you're not having the right orgasms or having like those chemicals in your mind, you're not going to take over. Um, so she says the best way to sedate a gender is to make sure they're not having those chemicals in their mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. body, which is like the scariest, most sci-fi Margaret Atwood thing <laughs> I could ever have come out of yeah. this book. And the way that she describes dopamine is like yeah. the feminist hormone because mm. it gives women that power. And like she says that a woman that's high on dopamine is hard to control. Yeah. And the way that you can control women is by not yeah. giving them any dopamine because yeah. then they become slightly subdued or attacking their, then, yeah. their like their their neural yeah. like system so they literally can't produce it. Oh my god, it. The, the neural <sighs> connection that's terrible between your vagina and your brain. Okay, like... so also I have like overshare that I might might edit out, but I have lower back issues and I went to like a what's the person who like pops your back? A chiropractor. Know. Yeah, I went to a chiropractor and they just gave me a scan and my spine is like slightly swift there and you know that I I had like pain for mm. sex for like six years ah. and then I read this and I was like Sorry, what? And like no GP has ever said that to me. Anyway, ah. so I think it's really interesting. But my so my question um for that kind of idea is if this is true and mm -hmm. if like it like those kind of dopamines and stuff where you correctly and like w have good orgasms that are like sounds like they're fairly fairly simple to do if you actually care about the woman and like have read this book mm -hmm. um is that a reason why you know some obviously there's like social and political oppression for women historically but like is that one because women haven't historically haven't been having good orgasms is that why we haven't been writing as many good books as men have been I don't is that why we haven't been making the paintings that we should have been oh, is that why we wow. haven't been as affluent like I mean, or like, is that just the, the social... Is that why there are less the female directors in Hollywood? Yeah, because it's, it's they're like, not having what? the good orgasms. There's an access issue. There's, like, there's yeah. like political issues, like making it illegal for women to work, making sure they get paid less, making sure they have to mm -hmm. stay socially with the children. But there's also maybe a chemical level where it's like, 
where we're not fighting for it hard enough. Yeah, and they they talk about like um, Edna Saint Vincent Millay and like um, the Awakening, where it's like mm. those women have written the best books they've had when they've had affairs with men that have given them good orgasms. And I'm mm. like, <gasps> no, this think is of all but... the books that have been lost. But, but I want to <laughs> oh, think no. about this in terms yeah. of you guys are single, right? Mm. Yes, and you do have sex. But you don't How dare have... you, Lizzie? <laughs> no, but you, you're not having like like the really. You're not having. <laughs> we're not saying we're not having very good sex. We wouldn't. No, write, but Lizzie. do you actually feel like creatively empowered when you have an orgasm? I don't. Well, Lizzie, I, <laughs> I don't feel. I feel like I'm just as creatively stimulated having orgasms and not having orgasms. See, I feel because I, I, I'm, I'm probably gonna like mm. check myself and like you know pay attention to it a bit more. This yeah, like, it's really like, yeah. sure, but. But I will say that, like, especially if I've had morning sex, I will go about that day absolutely fearless. Like, I have sex this morning. I'm a fucking badass bitch. I can do anything. Like, I just become this, I'm just like, nothing matters. I'm going to be an absolute boss today. Like, I'm going to smash Interesting. everything. Also, because I'm like, I had sex this morning. Like, that's, that is what happens to I'll me. say it brings confidence and it yeah. brings... It brings confidence, yeah. Yeah. But I would not say it brings, like, all these other levels of, like, creativity mm. and emotional intelligence and, like... I suppose if, if you create... Because I feel, like, the most creative. Like, okay, so... But it's not yeah. about the quantity yeah. of it's orgasms, it's about the quality. Yeah, so I think the past year I've had maybe the worst orgasms slash absence of orgasms that I've ever had in my whole life. Like, this has been the year of, like, desert. Oh. But I've created so much stuff. This is what... For, yeah, I feel like she definitely speaks from the voice of, of a married woman. <laughs> you can, yeah, or, like, right. a woman in a long-time relationship. And you can feel that. And I read it as someone mm. in a relationship and was very like, like, oh, I can kind of, you know, I, I get that. But then I'm mm. not seeing the same things that she's seeing yeah. on, on the same level. I'm seeing like, like stuff about that's later on in the book about um, the, is it the goddess array? I didn't yeah. know a bit about the goddess array. But you know how someone has to kind of uh, like, like prep you for sex and like throughout prep the day. You. That makes prep it, yeah. You. No, yeah. But, but look after you. There's that you. Look after you. Oh, no, yeah. What yeah. a term. <laughs> but like, you no, know, yeah, like the, yeah, they have they're to like, seduce you. They have to be it's kind. It's so yeah. much about them behaving in a way and showing you, yeah, through their gestures. That, yeah, that's legit. So then, that's very relationship based, which brings me yeah. on. Segway oh, sorry, to my next point: is friends with benefits, as Naomi Wolf thinks, yet another idea women are expected oh. to shoehorn their actual needs into. Oh. oh. <laughs> And 2016 feminism exploded. I know. But, like, that's the but, thing. But I've been reading so much stuff recently that's been saying, like, why has feminism up until now been, like, women should be able to have sex like men? Like, what does that mean? It's good for men, though, isn't it? It's because great for men. we finish the same time as men, we'd be as emotionally, like, detached as they were. But we don't have it sex It actually like feeds, men. like, a patriarchal agenda. And that's she says so that we're basically like have sex like men, make yourselves more available for men. Yeah. yeah. And but, she, so she says we're like being sexually sexually addictive behavior is wired into us. Like we're way more likely to be yeah. So we're way more likely biologically to be more attached to people. But I hate having to admit that. Scientifically, yeah, I, so, I have to agree with that because I'm really good. At, actually, maybe I'm not. Wait a second. <laughs> This is why this book is great, though, guys. And if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't read it, why are you here? But also, like, actually, it's no spoilers, so it's fine. But, like, seriously, read this. I need to put it on all syllabuses ever. I might just, like, write to you. I think the Minister of Education. when I'm in 
a long-term friends with benefits or a long-term mm. relationship, I'm going to read this out loud to them every night. So basically, mm. Wolf reckons that the paradox, paradox for women is that we have to be really, to be really free, we have to accept um, like our nature as designed to be dependent on love and connection and eros. Okay, so like, but I have basically like 1984. I got my, I got my hand up. You can't see this, but I have my hand up. <laughs> it's 1984, George Orwell, Freedom of Slavery. Discuss, Hannah. I've not read it. Okay, it doesn't matter. No, you I keep mean, like, bringing up Orwell in everything. I'm sorry, he's very important. <laughs> no, but Freedom of Slavery, the only way we're going to be free is to admit that we are slaves to our emotions. Right. Oh. Makes me feel a bit sick saying it. Oh, I had a point and then you made me feel Sorry. Like, you little shit. Okay, <laughs> no, here we go. So this isn't in Wolf, but I learnt this recently. Um, and it kind of... Yeah. contradicts maybe that statement yeah, about us being attached and stuff. So you know how like for thousands of years and forever we've been told that men are naturally want to have sex with lots of women so they can spread their seed mm. and women just want to find one man who's going to nurture them and look after them and the baby. Well, no. <laughs> Wrong. Actually, it's entirely... Jokes on you! Entirely the opposite way around, apparently. So if you put two different men's sperm in like a petri dish, dish together they will fight they will like battle it out and so this whole thing like the fighting sperm apparently was discovered in like the 19th century but all of like the male um evolutionists were like oh no let's let's ignore that that's not a thing like men need to have sex with lots of women <laughs> but what the fighting sperm means is that women are like biologically made to have sex of lots of men, the sperm fight it out so that she can produce the fittest children. Mind blown. So, so the it's not fittest sperm gets to the one egg. One guy's sperm fighting with its own sperm. No. It's different men's sperm fighting. So if a woman has well, sex with lots of different men, hang me out then the eye. fittest man's sperm is the one that will work. Jeez, nature's obvious. So we're technically as pre designed to be promiscuous. promiscuous as men. Or maybe more. Oxytocin okay. freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> I hate that we have that. Because <laughs> when, when you're falling for someone, you fucking know it. Your whole body yeah. knows it. Yeah. And that's but I terrified. One of the things but that came up... boys have that. They never talk no. about it, so I don't know. No, not in the same way. But one of the things that came up in Wolf is that women are more likely to have lots more oxytocin and lots more dopamine because we are capable of multi-orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. We are multi-orgasmic, which means that, like... Our potential is higher. But does for that those mean that if you're not having multiple orgasms, that yours is just average? Oh god, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. I don't have multiple <laughs> it orgasms. It was all very average. <laughs> um, um, okay, slang terms for the vagina. I, I was quite this. affronted by this. So basically, she just like goes on those online forums, looks at different slang words people are using, and when people open up for like, hey, what's the best slang term you've come across for the word vagina? I didn't like that chapter, it was boring. Everybody I was like, I've heard talked about the, the violent... I know, but um, I've often been engaged, in my notes, I've put like, I've been engaged in conversations where I find, I try and find the most gross word for vagina to shock the most amount of people, to show people, especially if there's men around, that I'm like, okay with it. And like, mm. I can joke about gashes, and that's funny. And actually, I'm not going to use that word anymore after mm. reading this book because I'm like, yeah, there are far too many oh, violent wait, words yeah. for the word vagina. I just remembered the point of that chapter, and actually, it, wasn't it was a to be like chapter. when we collect words for vagina, most of them have a violent agenda, and that them. actually yeah. like really feeds into our psyche. Yeah, but apparently, if, if you, you go on them... TrustSugar.com, there's lots of women who have gathered together to make positive words for vaginas. 
Including words like hush puppy and the sugared almond. Love that. Oh, I, I love this sugared pick almond. Out three slang terms that shocked but made me giggle at the same time because lad bible. The snack that smiles back. <laughs> Enjoyed that. Ugh. The butcher's dustbin. No. No. And the bearded oyster. The bearded oyster. Okay. <laughs> um Sorry. So, well, also there was a slight a slight um, revelation that feminine wash is actually being sold to us that we don't need. I so already cool. knew that. Oh, did anyone But because buy we have our own, Lacey Green taught me we have our own pH. Yeah, yeah. In our vaginas. But don't anyway, put like, soaps and stuff in your vagina. No, no, don't. And it's just. Do people no. put them in their vagina? Apparently. Like douches and stuff. Because well, we, we're, always, we're always taught to believe in the language of like talking about vaginas is that they smell funny and they're horrible. And there's yeah. always like allusions to fish, and you're like, all right. Okay, some other controversial topics in this, and I wanted to hear, because we've talked about this together as friends before, but in the light of this book, I think maybe our conversations will change, or maybe not. Um, Porn. Is there a pressure to think it's okay? Does it genuinely desensitise us sexually, and does it disrupt the reward system that men have? I mean, we we know it does, and the science proves that it does. But I think we live in a very, especially online, I think YouTube is a very sex-positive space Mm. where we promote porn. But, like, we promote... Like in moderation and a healthy relationship with porn. Like I would mm-hmm. never be like, "Hey everyone, go watch porn. It's great." I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Here's how to have a healthy relationship with porn." I think in terms of women, because women are taught to be afraid of it, we're encouraging and maybe don't say like use in moderation because it might scare people mm-hmm. away. Yeah. So maybe we're more positive than hypothetically we should be, but at the same time, but it's been scientifically proven by so many people. So like, I have that porn addiction is real and it affects your sex life. And it's like an OCD-like response Mm. where you just have to keep... And and like like this book says, you get desensitised to it and so you can only like get an erection or whatever or get turned on by more and more like fucked up shit. My question is... One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. As well, right, because YouTube, I feel like it's a very enlightened space where I've heard lots of really good conversations around porn. Mm-hmm. But it's predominantly, viewership-wise, it's statistically more likely that teenage girls are going to be watching than teenage boys. And I don't think the boys are having the same conversations. Oh, Am I scared? Is that YouTube scary? Mean... Like, same with, like, Lacey Green. I would say, like, 70% of all of my, like, porn education has been from Lacey Green. Yeah. Now, how many men and boys are watching Lacey Green? I don't know. But I'm like, these conversations, are they happening? Because I don't yeah. feel like... And the sex that I have had, I think, has been heavily influenced on their part by yeah. porn. 
Ooh. And I, I'm like, I live in a really enlightened space, but I think it is predominantly a female space. I do wonder how much sex, so much male sex must be influenced by porn. I've definitely had so many experiences where guys have been interested in something and I've been so stunned they were interested in it and I've concluded yeah. it must be But not be in a prudish thing. way, just to like, no, oh, just that's not like, the that vibe, that's not where we were going right now. Or it, no, just in um, a way that's like, that wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, Maybe I'm just not imagining no, it I, yeah. So chronologically you've skipped ahead of a thing that I wanted to talk Sorry. about The traumatised vagina chapter Okay, go um, Trigger warning guys, rape, sexual assault Lena will put a thing in the description of this podcast of where you can skip to yeah. If you want to skip this part It was fascinating But I disagree with one thing because I've just written my dissertation about Ooh. basically traumatised vaginas oh, yeah. well, And there's a, I've read a lot of people's theories about rape in terms of war. Okay. I'll quickly drop this in. What do you disagree with? So Naomi Wolf says it's used to attack women. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's used to attack women. I think it's used to attack the pride and honour of the men. Women are literally tools. They're pawns. Mm. Yeah. And but it, but it, still, it still attacks them, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's not, not, yeah. that's not the end goal. Yeah. They literally I, I don't care. The yeah. systematic rape and horrible molestation of women, like they'll cut off their breasts, They'll oh do horrible, oh horrible shit, and people they'll get infected and they'll die. I'm so sorry, people who are listening. I'm so sorry, but um, it's nothing to do with the women. But it's it's, it's all to do with the pride of the men in their mind. That's, in their well, families. that's yeah, that's the what studies have shown historically. So it's probably different to what Naomi's really. And it's really scary because she talks about like men who that makes sense though um, mm-hmm. have been ordered to rape and haven't wanted to. Yeah, that's but yeah. have had to because it's been the orders, and I'm like, yeah. oh. Like, patriarchy doesn't really benefit anybody, does it? Which probably get rid of And then there are people whose fathers are asking them to kill themselves, so they won't get raped, so they won't get pulled into, into the war conflict, and they won't um, suffer. But that you know, it's a father asking their child to like jump down a well. Like there's, mm. yeah, there's so much but, loads of stuff about honor and about yeah. like purity. But the thing that I found um, just so heartbreaking and fascinating about this chapter was because. The, that connection between the vagina and the brain had kind of been established. So she was drawing on those conclusions. Um, was that when you attack a woman's vagina, you're just attacking her whole being. Mm. Yeah. In like And the light going out of their eyes and they don't seem the same. And that, um, I mean, it's anecdotal evidence again, but that doctor that um, treats women that have been through sexual abuse and assault and he will... Totally want to he'll make like... them He'll make them like stand up and close their eyes and he'll just slightly shove them. And They'll and fall over. and women who haven't had any experience of sexual assault or rape will be able to stand still and hold themselves if they get a slight shove, and the women who have experienced it will fall. Yeah, like yeah. neurologically, they're just more likely to just fall over. That's one of that, the things where I totally believe that connection. It's hard like, to like the level of that connection. add anything to what she said in that chapter because I was just like, I just know so it. little about this, mm. but I think it's so important. So yeah. So Naomi Wolf talks about going to this workshop about sacred spot massage and it's really fun and it sounds great and I'm like that would be interesting to experience but um, okay but basically um, she has this like throwaway comment just like it's just in there where she's like oh and the man's sacred spot is his prostate and that's probably why that lots of heterosexual men are fearful of like the reference to being gay because it's like oh that'll make you feel emotions so when you touch the sacred spot it's supposed to trigger emotions the way same way that when we have like yeah. g-spot orgasms we'll cry men have exactly that same spot in yeah. there like See, right beside their prostate yeah. and rectum 
And if they have gay sex, they're more likely to cry. Gay, oh my it's god! Not gay sex. It's not gay sex, Lena. Sorry. It's anal sex. Anal sex. What I really want to peg a man. Just saying. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> but um, like you were saying about the tantric stuff, I me, mean, like I want someone to massage my vagina. I've got a section here in the bit where she's talking about like tantric sex, and I've literally like bracketed it and written, "I want this." In it. my book. And then it just says, like, um, it's about blah, 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 blah. You have to learn how to have a sacred spot orgasm. And um, something about these amazing lose consciousness orgasms. I kind want of one stuff. of these orgasms. I want one of these orgasms. This whole book made me feel like I wasn't having enough orgasms. Same. I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't having, like, the right kind of orgasm. Yeah. Which is annoying because I'm just like... Why do I feel inadequate for my experience as a woman? <laughs> but um, but then there's this bit saying like all of these like sequential, inexhaustible waves, and I'm just like, yes, please. Oh yeah, I I really enjoyed that she refers to this like porn addiction issue um, by um, saying that the men are like vagina, like they have like a lack of vagina literacy. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. It's like a lack of literacy about how to talk to the vagina. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was no, like, that's no. such a good phrase. That's I'm like, great. if I have bad sex with the next man, I'm just gonna be like, you have very poor vagina literacy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> final point. Let's talk about the pill. <gasps> this is the point that I am so glad I read this book, about, <sighs> and I'm like, I've been telling everybody I've met since I read it. But you guys know that I've been thinking of coming off the pill for a good year now. Well, now are we gonna this do it? This book <laughs> confirmed it for me. I'm like, I'm done. I'm absolutely as raging. soon as I get back from VidCon and I've properly moved house and I register again at my new local GP, Hannah Whitten is tapping out. I'm <laughs> like, guys, I'm question. done. I am. What done. contraception okay. will you use? Non-hormonal contraception. I think let's I talk about. Let's explain what's what we're wrong talking about with yeah. the hormonal pill. Okay, so and hormones in general. I've titled this section, The Pill Changes Who You Marry. Yeah, I would agree. Oh my God. So basically the premise, tell me if I'm explaining this wrong. Mm -hmm. From what I understand, most pills trick your body into thinking that you're pregnant, which is exactly how it was explained to me yes. when I went to the GP. Because and I it went on to feel I was 16. Pregnancy hormones. So, yeah. So I went on to feel 16. That was explained to me. I, was I didn't understand the implications of what that meant. So, what that means is that you're attracted to different people when your body thinks you're pregnant. So, there's different kinds of like smells and different, like genetically different hormones that you're attracted to. And when you're pregnant, your body is wired to be attracted to people who have similar. Uh, genetic similarities to you mm -hmm. or similar tolerances so you're more likely to want kin around you so mm -hmm. you're more likely to like biologically want people that are related to you around you when you're not pregnant you're more likely to like people who have different genetic makeup to your different tolerances different like like disease Disease. Um, we must think yeah, like when yeah. you like you're attracted to people because they have different disease tolerances to you so mm -hmm. you can make a baby that's tolerant to both diseases oh wow okay so does that mean I'm going to have to marry someone that's allergic to peanuts? It means that you should definitely marry people when you're off the pill. So there's lots of instances yeah. of people that apparently she's found who have been on the pill the whole time you're in a relationship and yep. then you come off the pill when you're married and you're not attracted to that person anymore because this it's completely changed. me yeah. out. Yeah. And lots of people yeah. have had this issue and like I have and had it's personal a hormonal examples of that in my life that I completely attest to being like my emotions change completely towards somebody after I came off the pill and I'm like... But, oh my god. And see, I'm freaking out because I've been on the same pill for seven years, and you guys can confirm this. I have a type. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I've got a type. I wonder if that will change. Well, I, I don't know, because it... 
what does it even what does anything like it actually made me kind of upset and also like i went on the pill when i was 16 is it child abuse to not tell somebody about that probably i feel like really affronted i was underage and somebody to not inform that about me and my body to tell me that or like but it's weird like they're they're probably thinking why would we tell her about her feelings changing yeah, because yeah, feelings are just girly. But things, also, thing to point out is this is Naomi's Wolf, Naomi Wolf's book, and yeah, she can take a fact, and it is a fact that your attraction to things change, but then like blow it up a bit more and be like, oh yeah, there are so many things, so mm. many stories again of women who fall yeah. out of love with the person they marry. There's also a lot of people on the pill who stop taking the pill to have a baby and still love their partner. That's there true, is a yeah. balance. That's true. I love Lucy Moon. Thank you, Lucy. <laughs> you have to thank keep you, Lucy. Feel better. I'm just if this is true, I'm going to be really angry. Because I can attest to the fact. I'm that still going to come off the me. pill, though. I need to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I definitely know. think it's, it's gonna... worth it. And I definitely noticed a drastic difference between um, how I felt about someone when I was on the pill and off the pill, and I I still yeah. see that, but I'm not unattracted. To yeah, certain it's not people. like it's not like it switches your brain on and off. Yeah. Or switches okay. your brain but entirely. It, like, does... But it does change how you feel. Like, I feel a lot more independent when I'm on my period, and I don't know why. Well, I do know now, mm. but I'm not as a physically Because like, you know you're not pregnant. To your body knows it's not pregnant yeah. if you're on your period. So it's like, it yeah. knows I'm not, like, mentally addicted to someone. Whereas, I just, I just, I, I mean, I understand. And, like, obviously the invention of the pill was very revolutionary and changed a lot of how, like reasons women are more affluent in the workplace and actually the pill has done a lot for our society and it's really hard to be like oh the pill was evil why didn't anybody tell me but i'm also like i feel like that's a really key fact to leave out if that has been left out on purpose like i think it's only recently been discovered but that is so important it's like the same level as like yeah it's not going to kill you but like the blood clot thing but like before you tell people before you decided to marry someone just come off the pill for a bit and see how you feel about them just test it out like nine months. Yeah. Or maybe understand Delay what's that going wedding. on. Yeah. And stay on the pill for as long as possible. And then get pregnant <laughs> and then just go back on the pill. Yeah. And it'll be fine. But you know what's going on, so you know you haven't fallen out of love with them. Because of this hormone thing, and because like smelling men's like armpits, arms, armpits yeah. sweat is apparently very, very key to we get like attracted to it. It makes to. such a difference, I'm telling you now, and I don't yeah. understand why. Um online dating, efficient or not efficient? Oh, I don't have time for it. Well, well you, yeah, but you don't because like I can't smell their armpits. Like, you know, what's yeah. the point? You don't smell their armpits when you first meet them. I know, but like you smell their armpits it, during a sexual encounter. No, but I think it's just they're, they're just yeah, but general you can scent. Have like a... I think it's an intimate. I yeah, bet it's an intimate. Even scent. if you're hugging someone, you can get. Yeah, with. that that yeah, the hugging. So yeah, I think you can yeah. meet people online dating and you're sorted. Not sorted. You're fine. Mm. But then obviously you know when you hug them and meet them and hang out with them. And but isn't it faster to be in a club and go and hug everybody in the room? <laughs> Maybe that's what speed <laughs> like, dating's for. Just faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically speed date. Everyone so I don't think date. online... Speed date and just be like, after can this... I sniff your armpit? And so then you'll get all of the dates. I also get horny. Final so. thoughts. Final Tell thoughts. Tell me what you're taking, what you're going to do differently in your life because of this book. I'm going to calf the pill. Be very, very aware of my vagina. I'm going to stop using the word cunt. <laughs> I love the word cunt. It's my favourite word. No, I'm not going to use it You're anymore. not going to use it? No. Why? Because the way she talked about the origins of it and how violent it was <gasps> and the way people use it in war, I was like, actually... What are you going to use instead? It's so powerful though. Yeah, because I'm it's a violence. It. I'm reclaiming it. No, I'm not ready to reclaim it. Um, I don't mind if you say it to me, but it's I'm not like saying it. It's like the N word, it's chill. 
Some people what? like to say it, some people don't like to say it. Obviously white people don't say no, it. No, but only black um, people can say it. Yeah, 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 only black people can say it. But some, <laughs> some black people are like, no, I don't want to say it. At least this is my Yeah, so experience. we all get to decide. Yeah, we get to decide. For me, so you're saying that I can't use have it. reversed... I don't think men should use it. No, I definitely don't think men should use it. And I'd judge them if they did. Yeah. I'm now going to judge them if they did. Because mm-hmm. okay. I've realised that it is our word. Definitely. Or maybe I'll educate them and then judge them beyond the education. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, actually, that reminds me. I was at a friend's birthday party recently and just having a conversation and someone, someone said something, like it was with a bunch of gay men Mm -hmm. and they said something, something stupid about vaginas and them smelling weird. And I was just reading this book and I was like, no, 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 no. And like gave them this spiel about how they should never say that about vaginas because the women hearing it will internalize it and it will just fuck shit up for everyone. Mm. And they were like, Thank you. And actually, <laughs> like, I will not do that Good. anymore. And I was like, okay, final thoughts, taking takeaways. Um, I I think I'm going to try and have um, better orgasms. That's I think and come off the pill. Have better orgasms and come off the pill. Yeah, and be more demand not demanding, but be more vocal about it and explaining why. This is my natural I'm mental gonna, like. like Try and make as many men read this book as possible, which is a hard sell because its name is Vagina, a biography. Yeah. But at the same time, they seem so fixated on it. I think they can get through 500 pages, don't you? <laughs> um, I'm just going to try and encourage everyone to read it. I think, yeah, I think this is the best book we've read so I want far. My this has been my favourite book so far. Yeah, definitely. This, this, is the most, this is the one that I'm like, I'm so relieved that I read that. So relieved. Yeah. I'm so glad I know. Yeah. My whole world has been changed. I think this should be like 101 if you own a vagina, government should just 101 issue you if a you copy. own a vagina or if you want to touch a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, how do you and think people she did... who just have to interact with vaginas? How do you think she did on representing straight? It was very heterosexual, mm. but I she did keep acknowledging. I that, did, though. yeah, she did keep acknowledging it. But Less I, of, so towards But the I end. also did like the way that whenever she talked about people who were um having sex with people with vaginas she only she said like so men and men or women who want to please vagina who would like their partner to do yeah. this for yeah, yeah 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 so there was that there was no trans stuff in here I would, I would i would be interested to hear what trans men's experiences are who are pre-op so Ooh. who still potentially have a vagina yeah God, if, so if they might have like what happens there Thanks for listening to Fanging Book Club. Thank um, you. If you're here, you've probably got links to some of the other videos and podcasts, but we will leave them as links anyway. Um, next month, we're reading Perv. Perv. What? Who's Perv? By? Sexual Deviant oh. in All of Us by Jesse something something. Oh, God, we'll, the we'll write in the description. Yeah. Um, there is a link in the description to the Google Doc of all of our reading lists for the for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can plan ahead. Yeah. It should be cool. So we've got another non-fiction one coming and then a spout of fiction yeah. to spice up our world. I know, we're so spice sorry there's been non-fiction. It has so been long. pretty serious Um More housekeeping. If you want to join in the discussion, we have a Goodreads group. We also follow the hashtag Banging Book Club on Twitter. So if you make uh, videos or mm-hmm. blog posts about the book, make sure to use that hashtag so we can see them and share them. Um, there's a playlist there's a playlist of all the videos so if yeah if you do do a video I can add it to the playlist the podcast and video for next month that should be coming out at the end of June will now be coming out at the beginning of July just a heads up guys 
Don't yeah. hate In us. case you're all panting. Yeah, maybe I know. not. Maybe oh, you in your diaries. Obviously, you care so much. <laughs> right, let's um, say goodbyes as we have a, yeah, a bar. We've got a table booked. Love you. See you. Bye. Bye. Don't take the pill. <laughs>